Good morning, Derek Bell. Good morning. How are you? I'm great, thanks, Derek. Um, great to meet you recently when you were uh, on your first trip for a while to County Clare. And uh, you are yes. the recently retired Chief Executive of the Retirement Planning Council. And you're now very much involved in life as a volunteer. And I'd like to yes. ask you, begin by asking this morning, to tell us about your life as a volunteer and what you think makes a good volunteer. Well, there, there are a number of aspects to that. I think a lot depends on your own commitment and how you feel you can contribute to society. But really, a lot of volunteering comes from people having nothing to do. <laughs> Derek, yeah, for they, somebody they who's get... facing retirement next year, you know, <laughs> not ready to live out. Well, the, the, the one thing I'd say there is if you're thinking of volunteering, volunteering for something that you feel passionate about. Don't volunteer for something that you've no real interest in just because they need volunteers. Yes. If you volunteer for something you're passionate about, you get more out of it, but so will the organization. It works well for everybody. To use current phraseology, it's a win-win. Well, would you believe here on Scarif Bay Community Radio, we're all volunteers, yes, you know, yes. and I think that's for Very start. passionate about it too, yes. <laughs> and we're passionate about yes, it. Yes. That's, that's the start, you know. And, and I'm sure you're looking for more. Oh, always, always, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we are but indeed. most people volunteer when somebody asks them to do something. You know, yes. if somebody is already a volunteer for an organization, they meet a friend or a colleague and they say, we need a hand on Saturday week, would you ever come along with me and give a hand? And they get engaged, they get involved, and they continue volunteering. And I suppose the other thing to remember is that volunteering can be for a short, a medium, or a long time. So it might be a one-off event, or it might be you know, a regular monthly event, or it might be however much time you're prepared to give. And in that context, one of the key things as a volunteer is to be able to say no. <laughs> because organizations that want volunteers want as much of those volunteers as they can get. Yes. And if you're retired or if you have a life, you need to take volunteering as part of your overall, not all of the overall. I think that's a very good point to make because, you know, I think as as an occasional volunteer myself, I think it can get to the stage where there's a sense of obligation that comes into it. And when obligation yeah. comes in, in a sense, willingness sort of goes out the window because you, begin, you can begin to feel pressured. You know, you can begin to feel that this is the major thing that's happening in your life. I think I heard you say recently that volunteering, it's like, it's sort of working without being paid for it. I think you said yeah, that. Uh, yeah, my, my current LinkedIn profile describes myself as gainfully unemployed. Ah. <laughs> uh, That's a great way of putting it, yeah. So when, when I talk to people, I say I've not stopped working, I've just stopped working for money. That was what, it, yeah, that was it. So... So yeah, I, I'm currently involved with four voluntary activities. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm chair of the Migraine Association of Ireland. I'm on the board of Merton's Key, the homeless and, and drugs charity. I also am a volunteer with Samaritans, and I'm on the board of my local credit union here in County Wicklow. My goodness, that's quite a, quite a lot of commitment there. 
So it is, but it's of my own choosing, and probably the one I enjoy most is to volunteer with Samaritan. Now that sounds odd, when people are in crisis and they ring you on the helpline. It's odd to say you enjoy it, but one of the real enjoyments for me is that I am purely a volunteer. So I'm not involved in any committees or any health and safety or any GDPR or any of the activities other than purely working on the helpline. Yeah. And Derek, you just said enjoying maybe something like the, the Samaritans. There's a feel-good factor in helping other people, isn't there? There is, yeah. It, it's, a, it's, it's a personal reward for the yes, effort you put yes, in. Yes, yeah, yeah. Money can't buy that. Uh, and no, money, can, money cannot. Uh, and I suppose one of the hazards of volunteering is to find somebody to succeed you. But when the time comes that you want to give up, can you find somebody to take your place? And maybe realize that we are dispensable, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know the old story about the hand in the bucket of water. You know, you put your hand in the bucket of water, there are ripples, maybe some water splops over the side. But when you take your hands out, the water levels out and is perfectly calm again. So we're, we're all a bit like that. Yes, 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 yes. Well, just uh, perhaps to move on a little bit to talking about retirement, something that you yeah. obviously was part of your professional life for a long time. And you know, yeah. I know that you've given quite a few talks and so on about it. Would you like to outline for us the key things that a person who's maybe thinking about retiring needs to keep in mind uh, and, and act on before retirement? Sure, sure. The, the first thing really is to have a plan for retirement. So if you think most people work nominally 40 hours a week, yeah. when you retire, you get a present of those 40 hours to do with them what you want to do with them. If you don't have a plan, those, that time, those hours will fly by and you'll have no sense of achievement, no sense of contributing, no real reward for the, the time that, that goes by. So absolutely think about how you want to spend your time. And I would say probably take maybe six months after your date of retirement. Just do it. Just think of it as an extended holiday. Look at things, try things, decide what it is you want to do, but develop a plan. And... There's a, a group within Trinity called TILDA, T-I-L-D-A, that, that stands for the Longitudinal Study on Aging. Yes. Uh, and they, they have tracked Irish people across, across their age span over a number of years at this stage, looking at how people change over time and looking at people in retirement. And three factors have come out from that research that are essential for a happy and healthy retirement first one is to have a purpose. So in other words, a reason to get up out of bed in the morning. Mm. What's my purpose? Mm -hmm. The second thing is to have a mental challenge, to keep mentally active. And that might be, you know, crosswords or Sudoku, whatever that word is, the, the new one. Or it might be going back to education, learning new skills, participating in whatever way, and using your skills to keep them fresh and current at the same time as helping others or an organization. And and the third thing is to really have contact with people. Now, they describe it as a social network, but that's not Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or any of those things. It's contact with real people. 
Yes. And if you can do that uh, in a very informal way, it's known as loose ties. So the informal conversations we have over the counter in the shop or at the person beside us waiting to cross the road, those kind of good mornings, how are you, that, that kind of loose tie often develops into a, a bigger conversation and even into a friendship. It's also important to try and develop uh, friendships in an intergenerational way. Yes. It's not that long ago then in Ireland, usually three generations lived in the same house. Yes. Over yes. time that has disappeared and there are now a lot of single-person households for all sorts of reasons, but there are a lot of people living alone and isolation is a real problem for people and developing social networks with real people is key to you know, good mental health and good physical health because we tend to get out and do things. I think that last point was really brought home to us by the COVID situation when we had to cocoon, when our social networks were interfered with, let's say, by the COVID restrictions. And I think what I've noticed a lot, just a bit of a side uh, issue, but I've certainly noticed a lot that in in myself, my own confidence has been a bit damaged about meeting people and meeting new people. And a lot of people I know have said they feel the same way, that it's quite difficult to get back to making small talk with strangers and, you know, even things that used to be second nature, like entertaining or having somebody in for a cup of coffee or whatever. People have sort of lost their touch a bit about that because they've been isolated. I think there's still a nervousness around. I mean, COVID has not gone away. No, indeed. Uh, mm. the, the numbers are still there. They're now talking about getting a third booster. Uh, and that nervousness does definitely put some kind of barrier between mm. bringing people into our own home and, and, and just being social in the way that we were before. And I think the other point that you made there about the importance of intergenerational friendships is a really good one because... You know, it it brings you into new situations. It helps to overcome uh, fear of the new, such as fear of technology, when you have a younger yeah. person that you can learn from or indeed share yeah. experiences with. Um, so I think uh, that's they, a great they can, point. They can learn from the older person too. You know, there's a, there's <laughs> a lot of experience, a lot of skills that we really don't give ourselves credit for. Yes. But, yeah. but that can be transferred to younger generations. So it... it Again, it's a win-win for both. And I suppose, Derek, I, I know people that w- would be uh, afraid of, even if you mentioned the word retirement, they wouldn't want to even listen to you. So I suppose, how can you co- convince, in other words, uh, people who are looking or who are going to be retiring soon that retirement is a good thing? Well, I, I, it's not up to me to convince them. I say the first thing you can do is go on to the Retirement Planning Council website. That's rpc.ie and look to do one of their courses. They're delivered nationally. Uh, They have both in-person courses and online courses, but they cover all the topics. So there's input from a dietitian, there's input from somebody with financial uh, uh, experience. You know, there's lots of things that you can learn or really just remember that you already know and then structure it into a plan for your retirement. But, you know, for me, life is for living. Retirement is just the next stage. You know, I'm, I'm not working for money anymore. I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to. Uh, but I, I'm not going to, you know, lie in bed all day, roll over and just wait for yes. the Grim Reaper yes. to arrive. Yes. <laughs> and I suppose, as Patricia mentioned here, 
you know, socialising and that aspect, it's very important during retirement. It is, and that's where retirement and volunteering overlap. You know, the, the social aspect of volunteering is often underplayed, but it's very rarely that you volunteer alone. You're volunteering in the company of others yes. who have yes. a shared interest and a shared commitment, and that, that's a great way to keep that social network alive. Derek, just to put you, paint the picture where we are, the three of us in the studio here, two of us are of a retirement vintage. <laughs> Dara is... No, uh, no, no. Dara is, what, 17 years of age, doing his leave insert, you know? He's our youngest, okay. one of our younger volunteers here, and he's full of energy, right. and he's like a breath of fresh air on the place, you know, which is great, you know, <laughs> to get the mix of young and old, you know, or older. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mature is another he, word, I think. He also has some of people who have retired. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, Derek, you've given us some really uh, interesting pointers there this morning about both the notion of volunteering, if anyone is thinking about doing that. And particularly, I just unfortunately I just noticed yesterday that I think this is Mental Health Week. So it's a great time to be thinking about volunteering. So thank you for that. And thanks also for your pointers about planning for retirement, because I know there's at least one of us here who is thinking about it <laughs> and one of us who's experiencing it. And I can really say life is for living. It's a wonderful time in your life. And uh, if you're lucky enough to be in good health, and also, as you said yourself, not to have to continue working. So it's, it's a can be a wonderful time in life. Thank you so much for sharing with us this morning and for being with us, Derek. Just one last comment. Yes. If you're thinking of volunteering, think of the Nike slogan, just do it. <laughs> that's a great one. Yes, yeah, exactly. that's a great yes. one. Yes. Yes. Jump off the ledge and get on with it. Get yeah. Do yeah. it. Do it. Try it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Derek, it's been fascinating, and I have absolutely no doubt I'd be talking to you again, either on radio or personally. You know, you just, it's uh, okay. a fascinating career. And it's rpc.ie, is that the main website? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarlet Radio welcome. this morning, and said we, we, we shall meet again. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Derek. Thanks, Derek. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.